0: You are listening to Electric Bike Radio. Welcome to episode 20 of Electric Bike Radio. For whom the bell rings? (laughs) I'm Dwayne and this is my co-host and fellow bell ringer, Jared. Hey there, ding dong. How are you doing? (laughs) I can see there's going to be a lot of bells, puns coming in this episode.
1: No plans, but you never know, right? So if you couldn't tell, we're going to talk about Bike Bells today. But before that, one quick announcement. This week, the Pedego podcast featured our very own Dwayne Diker uh, talking about the Electric Bike Radio podcast. So Dwayne, uh, tell us about it.
0: Yeah, I'd like to think that uh, it featured the, the podcast more than me <laughs> in particular, but but since I do ride a Pedego bike, I guess they were most interested in talking to me. But we talk a lot about the e-biking community, the whole e-biking movement, and, and the podcast. So I think anybody who's a fan of the show will probably enjoy that episode and should, should have a listen. The, the show like ours is available in just about any podcast player or podcast index, so easy to find.
1: With that out of the way, on to our topic. The traditional noise-making device on bikes is usually a bell. Or an ooga horn. I mean, there's that too. But we're going to talk about all types of audible warning devices, not just traditional bells, but maybe a few modern versions. And whether or not you're required to have a bell in your state or country or county or city, we think generally it's a great idea for safety reasons. And frankly, I wouldn't be caught riding without one.
0: Yeah, bells are great for safety. They are also can be fun. Uh, some e-bike manufacturers are including bike bells as standard equipment. I know, uh, Jared, your rad power bikes. Uh, they all have bells as standard equipment, right? Yeah,
1: I think every one. And uh, Blix Bikes is another one that I think every one of their bikes they sell has a bell on it. And frankly, I think that's a, a great decision for manufacturers to do if they can.
0: So if your bike comes standard with a bell, you might not have to choose one. But the fact is a lot of bikes don't include a Bell, so it should be something that should be on your list of, of things you buy when you buy your bike. Maybe your Christmas list, even too? If your bike, yeah, on your Christmas yeah. list if you get to it quick. <laughs> but yeah, and even if you have one as standard equipment, you might want a better one or a nicer one. So we're just kind of going to run through the, the Bell basics.
1: So, Dwayne, the first thing is when do you
0: use a Bell? You know, mostly I use a bell to to warn pedestrians when I'm going to be passing them. We do a lot of riding on uh, multi-use trails where there's people who are walking or running or maybe they're riding slow or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's always a good idea to give people some type of warning that you're passing them so that you don't scare the heck out of them when they go by. Maybe they kind of make sure they stay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the same direction of travel, so you can do that by you know, yelling on your left or some such thing. But I, I find pedestrians respond better to a bell than to yelling at them.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's the truth, right? Uh, most people respond better to a a, a gentle bell than a yell, getting yelled at, right? I, I, and I agree. I think a bell is a, a gentle way that most people hear, not everyone. And so that's why bells aren't perfect for every scenario. But it's a good way to get most people to know that you're coming through and um to at least be aware and not like you said, stay in their lane almost, like not jump out to the left or you know, if they have a dog that usually triggers somebody holding a dog on a leash to kinda bring the leash in a little bit, and make sure their dog isn't wandering over a path.
0: Yeah, and I think that's probably the number one use of, of bike bells and, and probably their their they're one of their best uses.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you said overtaking pedestrians. I don't know if you also said blind corners, like uh, going through little underpasses on trails, or there's a couple of sharp turns around walls in downtown Tampa that I I cruise through when I'm commuting. And I always ring my bell several times as I'm coming up on those because I might be on a sidewalk. There might be somebody coming the other way. And if they hear the bell, at least they know that I'm coming through. Of course, I'm slowing down too. I'm not just driving through with with reckless abandon. (laughs) But the bell helps even the slowest of possible accidents from happening.
0: And I think that one of the best reasons to have a bell is that they're just kind of fun. Uh, it 's great fun to ring your bell to you know as a greeting to people when you 're riding along in a group. People like to ring bells and have fun and and this is something on the the glow rides. Uh, you and I do a lot of group rides with um, let 's glow mm-hmm. riding in our area. And everybody rings bells and sounds horns and that sort of thing because it's just – it's part of the fun.
1: And we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, when you said maybe you need a different bell, uh, in some cases maybe you need 10 different bells and 15 different horns like uh, <laughs> one of our, our favorite friends from Let's Glow Riding who you can't even see his handlebars anymore. And it's a blast. Uh, you never know what sounds coming off of that
0: bike at any given time. Yeah, you definitely can have more than one. And we will we'll talk about that in a second too, but – You know, when we say uh, bells are safety equipment, I don't, to me, I don't think bells or any type of bike horn is good for avoiding accidents for an emergency the way you would in a car. You know, in a car, it's fairly, it becomes like automatic that you can brake and steer and, you know, hammer the horn at the same time. And (laughs) that's real hard on a bike. Usually when you're, trying to focus on steering around something on your bike to avoid an accident or coming to a quick stop. You have to concentrate on your bike handling and a death grip on your handlebars and that kind of thing. And I just, I think it's, it's probably a little bit of overconfidence to think that you're going to use a bell or a horn to avoid an accident to warn somebody out of your way. I mean, if you can, great. But to me, that's not the primary purpose on a bike.
1: I completely agreed. Nobody... Frankly, nobody's hear, going to hear a bell and think there's an emergency about to happen. I need to slam on my brakes or check all my mirrors <laughs> or anything else. Nobody's looking at you and going, "Oh, I hear a bell. Let me freak out and, and make sure everything's okay around me." It's really just to uh, make sure people know you're there. So if're you're, if you're going to crash into somebody, forget the bell. Just worry about almost like a defensive driving posture on your bike and, and slow down as much as you need to when you're the person who can see what's happening.
0: Now, we can't hope in this episode already, we've we've talked about, it's a bell episode, but we've already talked about horns, and really we're going to talk about, about both. But there's really two major classes, I think, of noise-making devices on bikes, and that's bells and horns. And we should talk about the difference between the two a little bit. You know, the, the bell, I mean, everybody knows what a bell is, but the bell is the more traditional uh, bike signaling device. It's uh, friendlier. I think it's people associate the bike bell sound with bikes and you're less likely to startle people or make them mad. If you're ringing your bell at them, they, they kind of get the point. I think everybody knows what a bell behind them means. Uh, So that's, that's one of the reasons if I was only going to have one, Uh, of these things on my bike for me it would be a bell
1: agreed and the great thing about bells is that they're simple Um, they are usually cheap although not always and there's no real battery well there's no batteries and there's no real maintenance involved just make sure that it's in working order before you go and
0: yeah you can buy a a decent ten dollar bell uh, at uh, Walmart or on Amazon and it will likely do the job uh, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very simple, very simple device.
1: So so the counterpoint to Bells is that they're not so loud all the time. Most of them are not loud enough to catch the attention of people who may be having a conversation in front of you. Horns, on the other hand, more than likely they're going to get people out of the way or at the very least get their attention on a bike path and that's helpful, and there are times that I wish I had both on my bike, and that may happen someday. But they can also be fun. Uh, horns, and electronic horns. specifically, you can you can get electronic ones that have different sounds and things like that. It, there's a lot of options out there. But, uh, Dwayne, I think I've always been a bell guy. What about you?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I've always had a bell on my bike, and, and my interest in horns recently has really come about because of the group rides that we do, something that's a little bit more fun, something that's loud, something that kind of when we're sort of making a scene Mm -hmm. (laughs) on on these glowing bikes riding at night and that sort of thing. So, uh, But, you know, I've always leaned towards a bell, and I always have a bell, but if I'm going to have a second device, then it will probably be a horn.
1: Right. All right, so I guess let's talk about some basic bell and horn types because, believe it or not, there are plenty of options out there.
0: The traditional bells, there's all sorts of different types of them, and actually, when you when you do research on this, it's hard to even get a good breakdown on like the terminology and stuff. So we're just going to describe them as best we can. Right. One of the simplest and most common bikes we see now is is what I would call a a striker bell or a hammer bell, where you have just a a, a bell device and a spring loaded striker. That You push down with your thumb and you let go and it it rings a bell.
1: Basically, you're just flicking the bell once and it's one ding and that's it. Uh, It can be bell-shaped. It can be ring-shaped. They have some now that wrap around the handlebars that are very uniquely shaped, but they all work on the same principle. You pull back a hammer and it strikes a bell.
0: And These things run a huge gamut of uh, prices and sizes and tones and that sort of thing. Jared, I think that you have a a Walmart bell like this that you're real happy with that you paid about ten bucks. I for. paid
1: seven dollars, and I'm gonna, you know, I hadn't looked it up before. I think it, the brand name is Xylus. I will put it in the. Maybe it's not Xylas. That looks to be food stuff when I look that up on on Google. But um, it starts with a Z in any case, and it's a name I recognize. But it was $7. It's brass. It's got a nice loud um, sound to it. It's got a decent sustain. It looks good. And if it breaks, I could care less. I will buy another one.
0: Now, I will mention before you do um, that (laughs) I actually was gifted – a very expensive uh, German bell that is uh, a lot like your Walmart bell, but uh, about sixty dollars <laughs> instead of seven dollars called the Spur cycle um, and maybe we 'll do a review on it sometimes it 's a fantastic looking bell that doesn 't have a bit of plastic and has just a wonderful tone and sustain to it. I think if you once you ring it, it sounds like it will sort of never stop vibrating, right <laughs> which is pretty cool.
1: So I teased Wayne about his uh, very very fancy bell all the time. If you couldn't tell, um, it is a really nice bell, and frankly, I just have bell envy. And but that said, you know, is beautifully crafted, handmade, all this and that. But my seven dollar Walmart bell, I would say, probably offers about eighty five to ninety percent of the performance, and doesn't look that much different. So. I'm not saying there's not a premium to pay for such a nice bell, and and I probably will do it one day myself too. But, you know, it it price isn't everything, I guess, there.
0: So the next category is what I'm calling a a multi-strike bell. And I don't even know, Jared, if this is the right term. I was trying to do some research to figure it out, and, and there doesn't seem to be a consensus on this. But in other words, a lot of traditional bike bells, unlike the ones we were just talking about, where you the bell gets struck once and rings. There's a lot of traditional bike bells where the movement of the, of the lever uh, strikes the bell many times, Uh, sometimes maybe two times, but sometimes many, many times. It's almost got
1: like a cranking thing, a cranking action to it. Like I think my daughter's bike comes with one of those bells where you you, you push the lever. It's about a quarter turn around the outside of the bell and you hear it go ring that kind of sound.
0: Right, right, where the bell is actually being struck or rattled uh, the whole time you're moving the lever of the bell. And that's a, that's a very traditional bike sound. Also, the, what I call the, the ding-dong bell, which is the two-tone bell, which you push the lever and you get one tone of bell and you let it go and it strikes and you get a different tone of bell.
1: So those multi-strike bells, or at least the ones that, that – I'm going to make the sound again because why not? It's the best way to describe it. The, one that's, the ones that go ring all the way through, they make a lot of those that are not just for kids' bikes. You get the, the standard one on kids' bikes. They don't sound that great. They make nicer ones too, and they exist. There's another one that I would put in the category of multi-strike bell that is really a lot of fun, and, and I like it a lot. Um Our friend Sherry, who we we met at the – who we've met in the Glow Rides again, she has a little shop in Dunedin right off the bike path called Gypsy Blue, and she sells all sorts of bike-related kind of artistic one-off things. And one of the things she sells – she showed me this the other day. She sells bells that are custom-painted by a local artist with a different design on them. They're all hand-painted, but they make – so they're beautiful, but also they make this great like ding-dong sound. And Again, I'm just – we're we're working the mic tonight, Dwayne, what can I say? But <laughs> but they make a two tone like thunk thunk sound that carries and is loud and and has this nice lower pitch but but that still feels like it's gonna travel. Um I'm thinking about getting one for my daughter's bike sometime soon if she uh has one with a mermaid on it anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I've seen those I've seen those bells and and they're very cool and that's that that's kind of what I was talking about the the ding dong okay. bell where you get the the two different tones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are a bunch of different bell types out there. Uh, you can just uh, peruse your local bike store or Amazon or search for bike bells to find any number of bells. You can you can find a bell that meets your budget and that you like the sound of.
1: Well, enough about bells, Dwayne. I think we've rung out as much as we can about bells in this episode. Let's move on to horns.
0: Yeah, so the probably the most common horns that you're seeing these days are electric horns. And there are a couple different types of electric horns that we see out there. One is just a a car horn type, what I would call a car horn, something that sounds like, you know, maybe it sounds like an imported car, you know, maybe like a Honda from the 1980s or something, but you can get USB rechargeable uh, horns that sound pretty much like a car.
1: I think the car horn types are the ones that appeal the most to me, but the thing that puts me off about a lot of them is that they're more like the higher pitch, 1987 Toyota Tracell kind of horn. And I'm looking for something that's more like a 1970s Cadillac, a low, you know, (laughs) foghorn kind of sound. Um, If I find one or if anybody knows of one, let us know. Uh, But who knows? I may end up making one out of some actual car horns myself just because that's the kind of thing I do for no reason.
0: The other thing I see a lot of is what I would call a, An MP3 horn, right? It's essentially just a speaker Mm -hmm. that is playing some type of audio MP3 file uh, when you push the button. And, again, a lot of these are are USB rechargeable, and they're pretty inexpensive. And one of the hallmarks of these is they usually have multiple sounds that they make. So you can select, you know, maybe a horn sound sound. Maybe a bicycle ringing sound, maybe something that is more like a siren or a piercing sound, you know, that sort of thing. And I don't personally love those because the, the the tone of those usually sounds kind of canned to me and... It's one of these deals where when you push the button, you get the whole effect, whether you push the button for a long time or a short period of time, you know, so I, to me, there's a lot of things I don't like about that type of horn, but a lot of people do like them for the variability, that they can get different sounds out of one horn.
1: I will say that Dwayne has one of those too. Uh, he got that right before he got his Spur Cycle Fancy Bell, and I think I gave him as hard of a time for the, the electric tinny sounding musical um, musical sampling horn than I did the actual bell. It's just like Dwayne said, they often come with a very – it's a loud but not quality sounding speaker. So regardless of the file that's being played, it just sounds very tinny and unnatural. It's, it's not like you're going to get a sound that that sounds like the uh, La Cucaracha real horns that you you might hear in a movie or something. It's not going to sound like that.
0: <laughs> no, and and Amazon is replete with these, and if it's something you're interested in, you can pick them up for you know probably around twenty mm-hmm. bucks or so, uh, and and give it a try. And of course, the beauty of Amazon is if you don't like it, you can send it. That's back. true.
1: <laughs> One thing about these horns, though, we should we should mention that you have to remember to charge them. So you can leave them on your bike all the time, but if they're not charged, you you can't use them. So it's it's a little added uh, maintenance, I guess, compared to the other bells we're talking about.
0: Yeah. And I think that's another reason why I would always have a bell, even if I had an electronic horn, because you never know when you go out for a ride and it turns out, I mean, the the batteries tend to last a long time. You get hundreds, you know, of, of beeps out of your horn, but you never know when you're going (laughs) to, that part of the problem with that is you don't charge it often enough because it lasts (laughs) so long that you you wind up running it out a battery at some point so it would be nice to have a bell that's always going to work right now an alternative to electric horns is air horns which is i guess um maybe a little bit lower tech sort of the classics example of the air horn is the uh, the air horn we're all familiar with from from boats and people sneaking them into <laughs> stadiums and that sort of thing. It's the it's the can of compressed air with a horn on top, and I've seen people use these on bikes where they'll mount them to a handlebar and use them uh, usually indiscriminately yeah. <laughs> because they are very, very loud and very offensive, but uh, they do get people's attention. I mean,
1: exactly. They'll get people's attention that will also get you – like kicked off your bike on a multi-use path pretty fast
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm I'm not sure i would recommend this for anything but uh you know parades (laughs) and things where uh, people are expecting you to be obnoxious
1: so slightly less obnoxious and a little more usable but very related they also have compressed air horns out there that you can use i think it's just like a water bottle and you fill the water bottle up with compressed air out of your bike pump through a nozzle, and it has a horn attachment to it, and you, therefore, can use it like like you would the canned, uh, the canned air horn.
0: Yeah, my dad has one of these, and I played with it a little bit, and you're right. It's, it's almost like it's fed by a soda bottle, <laughs> uh, like a one liter or a little smaller soda bottle that you pump up with a foot pump or an electric compressor, and you have a mechanical button that releases air pressure uh, through the horn, and so you have a. The, the beauty of it is you don't have to charge uh, any batteries. There's no electric parts, but um, the compressed air doesn't last a long time, and it can tend to leak. So it's one of those things you probably do need to to fill up every time you go on a ride, and it's it's not as loud really as a as a compressed uh, air can horn. But um, it has the same sort of same sort of tone, <laughs> you know, same sort of feel to it. Then, of course, the 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 most traditional type of air horn, Jared, is just the the bulb horn, right? <laughs> Where you you squeeze a, a usually a black rubber ball on the end of the horn, and the horn honks. And
1: these are shockingly loud when you actually compare them to everything else. You don't think of it when you go into the store and they're with the frankly the kids' bikes usually. But they're probably the loudest of all the manual options out there, uh, and they'll get attention, but I don't feel like they get the right kind of attention. It sounds like a – I feel like it's a clown horn. People look around going, where's where's the clown car <laughs> coming by?
0: Yeah, and honestly, they're not the easiest thing to actuate, right? Like with a, with a bell or a horn, you can kind of keep your hands on – Uh, the handlebars and use your thumb to activate the device with a with a bulb horn you kind of have to use your whole hand (laughs) right to to activate the horn so it's it's maybe not the best thing for a bike but again it's kind of a fun option I I don't think it should be your your only uh, signaling device on your bike but you know if you want a fun extra option uh, that's another Somewhat traditional way to go, I guess. Right.
1: And when we say not the best thing for a bike, we mean the best thing for for riding on paths or getting attention. But you know, they are absolutely some of the best things for a bike when you're on a parade, uh, as we tend to do almost every week with the glow rides, but or anything else. They're they're fantastic for that.
0: They get smile, They get smiles everywhere. Yep. <laughs> Well, I think in the future, we may do a more comprehensive episode where we review some bells and some horns, you know, things, maybe things that we recommend with more specificity. But I think this is going to wrap up the show for today.
1: Well, I'll take that as a cue to sound us out. Please follow or subscribe to the show on your podcast player choice so you don't miss an episode. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or email us at ebikeradio at gmail.com. You can find our contact information in the show notes, and we'll put, a, we'll put the links to a few of the things we mentioned today in there too. Stay tuned for that future episode. We'll probably do a rundown of a whole bunch of bells and give you a lot of great links. Um, those notes are available on your podcast player or on our website at www.ebikeradio.com.
0: As always, thanks for listening, and stay tuned to Electric Bike Radio.